The NHL has released reverse retro jerseys for all teams in the NHL. Where do the Arizona Coyotes alternate jerseys stand within the pack and the public eye? Plus, it's game day, so we're going to talk Arizona Coyotes versus the Montreal Canadiens all on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. we got a great show for you guys today. The This morning, the Arizona Coyotes, the NHL, have new reverse retro jerseys and... Uh, I think I think all of them like there are some pretty good ones out there, Carl. Um, sure. I think um, I'm not sure how I feel about a lot of them because I think I feel like because you know second attempt at reverse retro is like eh, things might be a little yeah. stale now. But I mean, it, it it's funny that the tagline that they released last night, uh, "History never repeats," was used for their second outing of a retro jersey. Um, I, I, I think that there are some teams that showed more creativity this time around uh, because, you know, there's 32 teams in the league. You're not all going to have hits. Um, and some teams last time didn't even really try. Uh, but then again, uh, some teams this time didn't really try. Uh, looking at you, Toronto. Yeah, a lot of teams just didn't, tr- like, you know, they're st- they still didn't try and stuff like that. Um, in the case with Arizona, it's interesting because they did the same third jersey style, just in a different color. And I'm going to show it to you guys. This, if you're watching on YouTube, is the Arizona Coyotes reverse retro jerseys. It's really just like, take the, like, you know, like the, uh, like the orange that was from that coyote head and reverse it with the purple that was with the main color. Sure. Uh, let me pull up the coyotes reverse retro because the trim I think is a little bit updated. Um, but, but you are right. It is very similar to that. I do kind of wonder maybe if the coyotes had gone with like the running coyote logo, that'd be kind of cool. Um, uh, honestly, trim looks mostly the same. Uh, I it does look like, yeah, they do have maroon as opposed to black around the coyotes. And if you're watching, you can see kind of like the the V at the bottom. Uh, and of course, of course, you get that classic orange NHL logo. I don't know if you saw that. Oh yeah, but it is right. It is it is it is chilling right there. It's actually pretty cool. I do like that. I do like that aspect. Now, there's one thing that a lot of people are, are going to talk about. 
Um, and that is um, the fact that it is it is starkly similar to Arizona State. People are going to talk about that. Um, is it there? Is it one hundred percent there? Like, no. Can I see the resemblance? Eh. Yeah. 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 Uh, but let's but, but let's but let's put things straight here. This is Arizona we're talking about. It's the Copper State. Earth tones is about the state. So if you're gonna go ahead and talk crap about the fact that it looks similar to one of the colleges, well, quick, well, guess what? Like that's just the way that this that this state works. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is. You know, I I do not believe it's intentional. I believe Craig Morgan has come out and said like no one thought about ASU doing it, and it is not perfectly. I think it's just kind of like like you said that that copper color that is just very reminiscent with it with Arizona and a maroon goes really well with those like that that's just a complementary color uh I, I don't think that you know they started off we want to make a jersey similar to ASU's uh in their first year I think it's ASU has a very basic color scheme uh that is just very easy to match up with the jersey like freaking Average Joe's from Dodgeball kind of looks like an ASU color scheme because it's uh, it's an orange, it's a red, and that's that's how you get ASU like yellow, orange, red. And that's and and I and I'll go even more um, more specific, isn't it? Like so, it's maroon and gold, right? Yes. Are ASU's colors? This has the maroon color on it, but it's also but the uh, the main color that actually is con- that is. Um, it's on here. It looks to be like a, like a, like a either like a burnt orange or a sienna. Yeah, which I mean that to me it really stood out as being similar to ASU because that like it's never been consistently gold on like merchandise because it's it's really hard to have like consistent coloring for a state university over the years so like everything kind of blends together and you know i'm sorry if we are talking about the nhl which we are like if you say gold i'm gonna think vegas gold which is metallic it's sparkly it's you know a different thing it is what i think of when i think of gold i don't think of a like a dark yellow i think of that right um, now I want to get your opinion on this and I'm going to share mine in, in, um, you know, also with this is I do think this is a step down from their purple ones. I I do love that one significantly more. And even though it's, this, you know, the same style, I just like the purple color in, in, in general. And I'll even go one a little, little bit more. I think because of that, um, and kind of repeating the same style, I think they are like you know their purple ones was easily the best reverse retros in the league this one yeah i think that you know i'm looking at some of the full list there are some teams that have better ones yeah i i would definitely agree the purple one was just kind of like you know everything the only thing that we had to compare it to was the the ugly green that they started (laughs) with uh, and the purple is just miles better. So I can see that obviously being an upgrade. 
and like just going from from bad to that it was it was phenomenal to see i do think this is a step down i think it's kind of probably it's not that much of a step down i will say but it's yeah. still a step down yeah like if they had done instead of the original third jersey with the with the giant kachina head the desert landscape let's say they reinvented the running coyote third jersey but update that logo a little bit no one seemed to like it maybe give like the kachina head like with the half mask onto the running coyote um but have that kind of jersey design where it had like the like the side um the side coloring uh and try a little bit more with that i think it would have been more original and we would appreciate it more but you know it's it's a reiteration of a theme that i don't think is as bad is as good it's not bad but it just it's it's hard to beat i also really like the color purple so like it's very hard for me to go from like a color i really like and a jersey that i think works really well to uh, a color I'm less fond of on, you know, a jersey that I still think works well, but you know, it's it's not what I would want it to be. I mean, maybe you and I are just biased, Carl, because uh, the Locked On Coyotes podcast chooses purple to be our main color from, you know, based on, even though it's a very very minor color with the Coyotes. We're just, you know what? We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, the moon look. Oh, I the thought was pretty moon good. Is purple. So yeah. You know. Uh, I did see that the um, the uh, salamander logo is back, which is really good. Oh yeah, no, the salamander like with this jersey, it's a it's a must. So before we move on uh, to talk about this, uh, obviously you and I really like this this jersey. Thinks there could be more of it, but it's still a really good jersey. Um, but I want to go ahead and ask one more thing to you. Is there any other jersey in the NHL from Reverse Retro that you're like, I like this one? Uh, I like the Canucks, uh, their use of, of the guy. Uh, just the guy skating. Uh, that's a very kind of classic look. Um, to me, that that's it. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning is just gaudy and, and destructive looking. Uh, so little piece of my heart for that that feels like the most 90s one i don't know if you've gotten a chance to see the the numbering on that it's it's all jagged and stuff it's mm-hmm. pretty hilarious absolutely um some, some things that kind of stand out to me the um, the oilers going to their old little like oil barrel like, which i believe todd mcfarlane originally yes. um designed mm-hmm. yeah the yep. spawn guy uh and like most of the things that Todd McFarlane designed in the nineties does not hold up. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, they're going with that one. The Islanders went with their, uh, the fishermen, which I thought was pretty cool. That's, that's a nice one. That that's a good throwback. The fishermen, I think everyone's been kind of wanting them to do that for a while. Um, hang on. I just want to see. I am surprised that Lou Lamorella is okay that though because that feels like such an anti-lou move uh because you know we we know that he has very strict rules regarding haircuts and facial hair the captain gordon islanders jersey always seemed like it'd be one where it's like that's too much yeah absolutely 
Um, absolutely. One one more thing that I'm that I will want to mention um, is because it, you know going back to my uh, my hometown, really interesting decision. The San Jose Sharks decided to go with uh, the an ode to the uh, the California Seals. Honestly, like I like that. I know like, I like I it. Wish... I just find it really like it's really interesting. I like the colors. It's just white. You know, I I saw someone suggest that like the Kraken should have done like a Metropolitan's like throwback. Uh, I still absolutely think that the Jets should do something Thrashers related. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I, I like that. It seemed like San Jose seemed to understand the assignment. No, absolutely. Better than their last ones, that's for sure. But obviously, um, we're, fo- we're here to focus on the Coyotes. And the-, and the Coyotes have a game today, so we're going to have to talk about that in just a moment. But first, we're going to turn the car off for a quick word. So I just want to say that BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. It's where you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing and golf and hockey you can head over to the website today or you use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts so let's get to game day carl uh arizona coyotes versus montreal Canadiens. arizona continuing their uh eastern canada road trip um, and it, it's interesting cause obviously, you know, we're now looking at things differently from how Arizona played against Toronto earlier this week. So like that kind of plays an interesting factor into everything. Um, I, I'm going to get your, your, your thoughts about this game. So I, I think that going into this game, the coyotes have momentum, they're playing a team that's not that great. Like we made fun of Toronto saying that they had elite players and the Coyotes don't, but that is absolutely the case. Um, and when I look at the Canadians, I don't see too many elite players. Oh, absolutely. Um, like there isn't very many, and like it seems it seems like it'd be a lot closer for a team. But let's also keep in mind that this is a team that beat Toronto <laughs> at the beginning of the year. <laughs> beginning of the, yep. at the in the first game of the season so it's like what are we to believe here <laughs> yeah it, it like but was that toronto playing down against competition because they lost to the two worst teams like i i don't think the montreal canadians made too many significant inroads to improving their roster during the off season so you know they'll be a little bit better, but they're still kind of in that same spot that the Coyotes are. Yeah, no, the Montreal uh, Canadiens are still in the same tier as the Arizona Coyotes, so that's what's going to make this game really interesting. Yeah, it's the first time the Coyotes are playing a team this season where you're like, all right, it could really be anyone's game. Like even against Toronto, like there was never really that mindset, but you know that just means that the Coyotes are going to need to do everything in their power to win this one. Cause it's not an easy win by any means. It's just, no. 
it's just a an even playing field unless you're a homer writer for a, um talking about another <laughs> talking about the <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it, it does seem like i don't know like some some fans tend to think that their team is better than it is but you really shouldn't be saying anything if your team was the first overall pick and you know is it, they're not exactly lighting the world on fire to start off. Um, I think we learned last season that Carey Price is very much a part of why the Canadians were able to be successful because he's one of the best goaltenders in the world. Uh, I feel like, you know, a similar thing happened with the Ducks and John Gibson for our longest time, mm-hmm. where like just a good goaltender is able to keep a, you know, an average team like in some level of success and they can make a bad team look like an average team. Uh, But now like without that, they're just kind of exposed as the team they are. Exactly. It's, it's, it's really interesting. And I, you know, I think in that sense, um, like you'll never hear on this show, any of us like guarantee or say this should be an easy win or anything like that despite the fact that we're on a talk, like even if the Coyotes were a better team and we're talking about a basement level team, you'll never guarantee anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't like to make guarantees in hockey. Uh, hockey is a very dumb sport. Uh, it's why I don't like to bet on hockey because you know, it's a game of inches. It's a game of mistakes, whatever you want to say about it. It's a game where the best team doesn't always win. Right. Um, and that's the interesting thing that you got to consider and all stuff like that. It's, um, but I, you know, that's what I like about hockey. And I think that's the thing. In the, um, but like we said, we'll never guarantee a win. We'll never, uh, be overconfident with that, with any of our teams, any of the games that Arizona's going to be playing. And even though like you skin, like, like I said, that these two teams are in a similar in, in the, you know, on that similar playing field, you know, we're going to treat this one just like any other game. Like if the Coyotes are playing a much tougher team. I mean, where we're at now, the, the it's tough to be overconfident because the Coyotes are bad. Uh, yeah. But talk to me in three years. Maybe, maybe we'll be a little bit <laughs> overconfident then. Uh, who knows? I know I've definitely been overconfident before. Like, and I'm happy to say like when a game looks winnable um, versus not winnable but yeah it's not something that i'm going to be making any kind of guarantees about i mean like you said in three years from now when arizona is feel is uh is putting on the ice connor bedard dylan dylan gunther logan cooley connor geeky potentially austin matthews like yeah like the, the the coyotes if the rebuild goes successfully could be a very strong team and i think that you know we've seen strong teams tend to underestimate teams or just, you know, they don't match up well against a certain type of play. Like the fact that the coyotes beat the avalanche so many times last season, it's just kind of, kind of one of those weird things about hockey. It definitely happens. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to get to some predictions, maybe some players to watch out for talk about that all in just a minute, minute, but I want to also thanks everyone once again for making locked on coyotes. Your first listen today uh, after listening, go ahead and make your second listen. Locked on NHL game, um, locked on game to game NHL. Every moment 
every top performance, every result, locked on game to game, covers every game from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on locked on NHL available on the Odyssey app on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. But let's get to some predictions, Carl, because the Arizona Coyotes have their game today. It's only in a couple hours from the time from the time we're being, we're posting this episode. Um, it's at four oh five p.m. Arizona time. It's at uh, you know on the East Coast over there in Montreal. Arizona point and a half underdogs at minus one fifty five plus one fifty five on the money line. So it's a pretty close game on this on, on uh, a much closer game on the on the odds than the previous three games that we've seen. With total points once again at six and a half. Huh. Six and a half. Well, the what total points last time was six, so that's not too surprising. Uh. I want to check to see how productive the Canadians have been. Because I know that they, they have one more win than the Coyotes. They've played one more game. Uh, how many goals have they scored so far? Uh, eight goals. So they have scored fewer than the Coyotes despite playing one more game. Uh, I'm going to bet the, un- I would say bet the under on that just because like these two teams, they don't seem to be high offense. Six and a half seems high, but there's also been just a lot of goals this to start the season. Yeah. Six and a half does seem high. I think cause you know, it's the early part of the year, but, and like, and you know, bet online kind of looks at trends, what's going on now. And then they will adjust accordingly with how their odds go. And what the odds makers decide to do. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. This game is gonna go under because, like, you know, we're talking again. We're talking two bad teams here. Like, yeah. <laughs> Although, like, sometimes you get two bad teams, that turns into a shooting gallery. So, could go yeah. either way, really. I mean, what the uh, the uh, the football game between Arizona and San Jose last year? Like, yeah, that, that it, it happens. So. Like especially, who, who who's Montreal starting in net? Who's their goalie? I don't That's know if it's been announced yet, but we can just see. Let me check what Daily Faceoff has confirmed or not. It looks like Allen and. Montebell have been splitting pretty evenly. Uh, Allen has been confirmed for um, tonight's or today's uh, starting goalie for Montreal and uh, unconfirmed so far for Arizona, um, but it says likely to be uh, veggie. Hmm. Allen's a solid goaltender. Uh, I always liked him in St. Louis, so it's good to see him getting a chance with Montreal. Absolutely. Um, I think that should make things interesting. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make a score prediction on this one. I'm going to say this is going to be a three to two game, Carl. And Arizona Coyotes will take the win. I'm going to go three one Coyotes. We won. So both of us have the Coyotes winning, which is an interesting decision. Um, I mean, like, again, there are two bad teams. There's 
like this could go either way. We don't like, but like, um, I'm a I'm a big fan of momentum, right? You know, having you know them having just had that game, the game that they had against against Toronto, you know, and again, yes, there was you know even with the controversy surrounding the ending of that game, a win's a win, and that still builds momentum. Yep, absolutely. Plus, the Coyotes just have good luck against Eastern Canada. So, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you know, momentum, luck—that makes you feel better. So, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. Any other pl- any players you want to watch out for? Um, uh, just uh, I would say Nick Ritchie's been pretty good for the Coyotes. Definitely a player to watch. Shane Gostisbehere, same. He's been contributing a lot to Richie's stuff, but got his own goal. Um, on the other side, I'd say Christian Dvorak. Oh yes. Get a chance to, to see Christian Dvorak again. Love, love to see that kid. Um, you know, what's interesting. I kind of want to see how much more of a role Dylan Gunther can make. Yeah. Yeah. It would be really good if Dylan Gunther could take off and have a strong game. That would be really important. And again, we know he's not going to be up here in Arizona for the um, for much longer because we're at um, now game uh, four and um, the max that um, before getting sent back to the juniors is nine. So, but do what you he can. missed the the first game though against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So he's this will be True. his third. True. So this will be yeah, this will be his third, but still. Like this point still stands. There are nine games that he has. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it'd be nice if he gets a chance to actually show what he can do in those. Absolutely. Well, that's going to be it, though, for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes, on Instagram at Locked On Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock F. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.